Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. Stick with the Japanese animation. And welcome back to the Otaku Host Club podcast. I, of course, am always Amelia, and I am always joined here with Jeff and Dan. We're bizarre. We're back. <laughs> and I'm always ready for summer. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've learned that my podcast mate here is, is a uh, paragon of consistency. She is always Amelia that always, I'm always. You know, goes to the bathroom at the same time <laughs> every day, which you, know, you can hear about on the Patreon. Yeah, go check. I am I am a different me every day. Today I'm a depressed <laughs> me. Tomorrow I might be a happy me. You know, I I poop at completely random times. I got different modes, different feelings. That's that Gemini style, man. You know, there's a I, lot going on interior. I might be regular um uh, in my BMs, but I am irregular in my daily life. So how about that? So I still got the Gemini <laughs> energy, but. <laughs> Um, and today, well, that's true because our birthdays are like two days apart yeah, from each other. Yeah, literally yeah. though. <laughs> um, so today we have the Anime Brothers on Earthworm. Yay. 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 Yay! Thank you for having us. Happy to be here as always. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I want to talk about poop. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. Well, not I, how I pictured the conversation going, but we're here. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I want to start by thanking you guys for letting me post my essays about Bochi the Rock in your Discord. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. It wasn't, it wasn't clear that anybody actually wanted me to do that, but, <laughs> That's you fun. know, when it's like one in the morning, you know, a man gets into a rambly kind of mood. <laughs> no, you just, you just start. You're rambling. like a second earthworm for me, and I'm not. I haven't watched Bochi the Rock, but I'm like, it just means he cared so much about it. So who am I to say anything bad about giving me an essay? I love it. So yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I loved Bochi the Rock, and and it was listening to your guys' episode about it that sold me on watching it. Hell yeah, yeah go I listen did. to our episode over on the Anime Brothers podcast, uh, Bochi the Rock. I don't think I got a chance to announce it on the pod because we took such a long break, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's still up we haven't taken it down yet yeah yeah no it was fun we were all courteous very nice polite children that lay was kind of weird it was very like mildly uncomfortable i was way. like why has no one yelled at each other yet? what the fuck is going on um nobody wow okay um and yeah dan never feel bad about posting your your essays because like I love reading them. I I feel bad. Well, thank you. Cancel. I appreciate that. Like I, they, they're long, and it's like I, there's so much here that I'd like to dissect, <laughs> and then it just kind of I, I end up like whittling it down to, oh man, that's really cool. Um, so <laughs> yeah, to make no, no I mistake. I'd be much I more engaged you. if we were having like an actual conversation like this. I'd be. I just want to sit down and listen to Papa Dan tell me a story. <laughs> oh, thank you. Papa Dan tell me a story. And then in Japan, I lost all my teeth when this guy fucking elbowed me <laughs> best night of my life i tell you what <laughs> uh yeah yeah i got i got a lot of them oh my goodness so what are so we we're talking back. about today we're, yeah no. what, what's 
What's been on our on our plate? The last um, month and a half. Um, I was super busy with Katsukon, but Katsukon was amazing. Yeah, we did real good Katsukon. at Katsukon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Tell, tell me about uh, it. I want to hear it. Tell yeah, me. what is Katsukon in a way? I'm I'm the most probably rookie here when it comes to cons. So Okay. So Katsukon is an anime convention, just like any other anime convention, except for it's primarily centered around like cosplay. Um ooh. like a lot of you basically go, it's a huge party and everyone is drinking and in cosplay. That's basically what Katsukon is. This There's sounds like, like my thing, yeah. There's like lots of programming and stuff. Like there's lot like bands come. Um, they've got panels. You know the workshops. Yeah. There's like a ton of stuff to do, but mainly people go to um, to be photographed because it's like a really pretty um, convention center. And I, All right. speaking of the bands, I watched a really interesting outsider idol group uh, perform, and it was like a one of these like new generation of weird Japanese idol groups where they mix metal and idol. Like, so Ooh, like, like, right. baby they're like metal singing it, it. Yeah. It was similar to baby metal or a, a necronome idol. And I had not heard of this particular group that performed, but I was, I was really taken by surprise just wandering by the room and hearing like blast beats and somebody yelling. And I was like, wow, really? And then I popped in like, Oh, it's one of these like wacky outsider Japanese idol groups. How interesting! Okay, yeah, I thought that was pretty entertaining. Quick question, if I if I may go on a tangent, but uh, Dan, you're 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 big into heavy music. You're big into the punk scene and stuff. How do you feel yeah. like on a moral level about about the like idol group metal? I know a lot of metal guys have a problem mm. with that. Do you? Well, that's, uh, that's a good weird. Question. No, I'm 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 into it. I I don't i don't understand why someone would have a problem with it so i'm not really sure how to i I think it goes to more like an industry plant issue where it's like oh you know some record label just picked a bunch of cute girls and they're making our music you know it's very gatekeepy mentality yeah i I, okay yeah i suppose i i don't (laughs) i'm sure that that is a thing that happens but i'm more or less like i don't i don't view music or culture as being something with with that level of of defined ownership you know like if if industry plants are making you know shitty punk music for the radio which like yeah i'm sure that happens all the time (laughs) you know um but i i don't view that as having anything to do with me it's just like a separate thing I, I have no particular judgment one way or another about it because it's just like yeah it's it, it's a separate thing yeah it's it's just business sure and it's is not is just unrelated it's like you know i'm into cheeseburgers if somebody makes a ham sandwich it, it really doesn't have anything to do with me <laughs> okay that's a good analogy i know i was just curious i uh i love them yeah, yeah, and I'm, I like I like the idea of of these subversive, edgy idol groups, which I have only a minimal understanding of. But I distribute a lot of, so I, I have an acquaintance in France that releases a lot of this stuff on vinyl, and I, I always distribute it here in the USA. Uh, and I, I kind of um, understand that this all started with with Beast, brand new idol society, um, paving the way towards things like Necronome Idol and Baby Metal. And all these different groups that um, take the idol idea and, yeah, twist it in really unique and engaging ways. 
And I don't view, you know, I, I guess in some ways there are like, I don't, I don't really have anything to do with metal, but um, you know, in the world of harsh noise, there's a really, really famous harsh noise guy. Um, Jojo, um, Ishigake, I think his name is, uh, but the guy from Hijokaiden, you know, he does all these collaborations with random ass Japanese idol groups now. He even played in Baltimore. We had Hijokaiden show in Baltimore and he went on tour in the US. It was Hijokaiden with uh, some random ass idol group that was members of I remember that show. Peace. Yeah, yeah. I I always forget the name of this group. It was like <laughs> Avocado Bado Sato or something like that. It was really weird. Um, but People were like, oh, you know, why is Hizo Kaiden touring with this idol group? Like, what, what does idol and harsh noise have to do with each other? It's, it's too, too much of a contrast. It's too much of a conflict. But uh, I'd rather than seeing it as opposing forces, I, I think it's interesting to have this kind of, of crossover of, uh, of ideas and crossover of, of um, influence. And I, I think all the Hizo Kaiden collaboration stuff... Um, like Beast Kaiden and Hatsune Kaiden. Uh, I think that stuff is so, so interesting, man. I love it. I love listening to it. I, I love it conceptually. It's, yeah, I love watching this stuff happen. I, I guess I'm in general, I'm always in support of people doing, you know, whatever unique and engaging thing they feel like they want to do. You know, if they want to do something different, then they should just go for it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Small tangent. <laughs> No, no, that, I like yeah, sorry, but uh, that's, <laughs> I had that's to get one in, for. Amelia. I had I to know. get one in before we left. You know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There will be a lot of tangents this episode, guys, <laughs> just for your info. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We haven't been back in such a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've had all this pent up rambling and tangenting. <laughs> I just got to get right out of me. <laughs> Should I bring up the war in Ukraine? Is that will that help? Matters? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Katsukon is Washington D.C.'s uh, mainstay um, anime convention. I suppose, arguably, it's been overshadowed by Otakon because Otakon has moved from Baltimore to D.C. Mm-hmm. and it is a larger convention. Mm-hmm. But Otakon, I would I would argue that Otakon is still a Baltimore thing, and Katsukon is the properly D.C. thing. Yeah. Um, and in, in my mind, I think a Katsukon is being kind of a medium sized type event in comparison to a huge thing like Otakon. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know turnstile numbers on Katsukon. I just assume that it's a lot. It feels like a lot. So like yeah, Anime because- Boston, what would that be uh, for like a level like medium high? I think it's medium. Would- I think medium? it's medium. Yeah. yeah, I think I feel like Anime Boston and Katsukon are probably around the same amount that like between like 23 and 33,000 people I think is pretty like normal now because there are so many conventions um the ones that are like super small are the ones that are just like inside of like a hotel and then you have like the really really big ones like anime nyc anime expo um so I, ex- Expo, that one. Actually, I'm 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 gonna correct us a little bit because I I just looked it up on Google out of curiosity. Oh. Anime Boston is thirty thousand people, and Katsukon is fifteen thousand people. Oh, really? Fifteen? Oh shit! We got big numbers now. <laughs> That's super interesting. I love that. But and the how, Gaylord, yeah, how does the Gaylord Convention Center is not very large? So maybe it feels like a lot more people. 
Yeah. Condemned. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is definitely true. And by comparison, Otakon. It was like 32, isn't it? Yeah, it was unique. Like 40, wasn't it last year? It was a record. Yeah, 40,000. 40, yeah. Yeah, 40,500 40, at Otakon. And you guys are prepping to go to um, Anime Boston, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we, tickets have been bought, hotels paid for. Uh, now we just got to get down there and uh, worry about the rest then. My chair wear needs your to bunny be popped. suit. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I might, but also I just want to say it's a good thing that I had like a tablecloth and like I was under the table for most of that because it, it's it's I don't know it was very not made for a, for a person with uh, with a wiener. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it was breathtaking to look at. I mean, I might buy like an athletic cup or something, and then it's just like you know, then mm. it's a comically large bulge, and it's like a uh-huh. hell um, yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, Yo, you I, come uh, in with the cup, you can work a lewd drip and strut our stuff. <laughs> okay, hell yeah, yeah. I know. Um, that would definitely get me to put on if you were if Melia, if you were like, yo, I need somebody to work the table. It's like give me like, give me twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, Earthworm, I need a booth girl. You're up. Oh, I'd be yeah. uh, I, and I'm socially awkward too, so I'd be that like uh what's it like a not a couture? Is it a couture? That's like the shy one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's couture. Yeah, I'd be just the very awkward, like I'd be the pretty much the comey of your booth. It'd be great. <laughs> So, have you guys got anything going on over at um at um Anime Brothers? Uh yeah, you know, podcast stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't nothing super big in the works. We definitely we kind of made the decision recently to kind of spread our wings and maybe cover some anime adjacent nerd culture stuff and see mm-hmm. how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know by the time this episode's out, it'll probably have already been kind of announced. I think we announced it. Uh, we kind of had a rant about it, and then we're like, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be our new format probably going forward. So it was kind of, uh, I don't know. It felt good though. Cause we want to talk about a lot of things uh, and we love yeah. anime, but also there's a lot we love to talk about any kind of like nerd culture. And I didn't want to be held down by that. So, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I totally get that. It's not so much about like getting away from anime, but more about like if we're, if we got our, if we're elbow deep in another thing, another obsession right then, we'd like to be able to kind of cover that and be like, Hey, you know, this is fun too. I've been elbow deep in Alice in Borderland. Oh, I yeah. Saw you know, I, I've watched, <laughs> I've watched a few episodes of that as well. It's I so good. Onto it from Mars. Yeah. It's so good. I've never yeah, really heard of it until now. What, uh, what, like Alice in Wonderland spit, not uh, like retelling know, or anything like that. You would think because of okay, the title, yeah, but yeah. it's actually not. It's kind of just like an isekai, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, so we're on, we're on Alice in Wonderland so far. Yeah, and um, it's kind of more like Squid Game, but like also like dance. So you these like group of friends are just like running around Tokyo, being like you know wild boys, and um, they're getting chased by the cops, and they um, they hide in a bathroom stall in one of the subway um, trains, and as soon as they get into the stall like everything goes really quiet and pretty much anyone outside of the stall like um disappears <clears throat> and they emerge from the stall into a an entire tokyo that is void of any people and they're like okay i don't know what the fuck to do now um but uh they quickly find out that it's like um 
kind of like an alternate world that isn't super explained, but they kind of explain it. But basically, there are a bunch of games that pop up every night, and you have to play the games or you die. Um, and they're death games, so if you play the game, you might also die. But you have to um, have a you have to renew your visa with the games. So each game is a certain amount of days that you can remain in this world. And if you run out of time on your visa, a laser beam comes down and shoots you in the head, and you die. <laughs> oh, wow! So, yes, yeah, so quickly. The the difficulty of the games is. Based on like the suit of um, ca- a card deck. So well, if, it's like, if it's like a four of hearts game, the hearts game represents a certain type of game. And then it's a level four difficulty kind of thing. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to say the difficulty of the games relates to how long uh, until you have to play another game. So if you play <clears throat> an easier game, you might have to play another game a day or two later. If you play a really hard game, it might buy you like a week before you have to play again. Yeah. But and you don't know the games. You don't know how hard it's going to be or the kind of game until you're actually in there. So yeah. you're, you're really just very interesting. Um, yeah, it is so good. And I've been watching the English dub of it because um, some sometimes after work, I just like can't, I can't mm-hmm. focus on like subtitles. Yeah, I feel and that. I it is so good. I love it. I think it's a really amazing show. And if I think if uh, Squid Game didn't come out when it did, it wouldn't have overshadowed it. But, but wasn't it based on the anime series? I think based it's based on a, on a novel. Or a manga. Yeah. Okay. Based on a manga. I yeah. think Squid Game also was, I'm not saying it's grounded in reality, but it didn't involve Isekai and being like teleported. And maybe that's why it grabbed yeah. like almost True. everyone a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but it's the same so. kind of scenario and it's really good. And you all should check it out. Yeah. I, I am a fan as well. It doesn't make any sense. You know, and, and when we, I think your point is a really good one, JD. And I hadn't really thought about that. The idea that, Squid Game is more appealing because it takes place in reality rather than some fantastical world. Uh, in that way, yeah, Alice in Borderland doesn't make any sense. Like, how does a laser come out of the sky and shoot somebody, you know, if they refuse to play the game or their time expires? Like, I yeah. don't know. The, as it, far as like I can anime, tell, this is yeah. never going to be explained. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, the uh, the human drama and the action sequences, yeah, Really quite good. So I'm, I'm hooked. I'm a fan. Are any of you guys watching Last of Us? So my partner I'm definitely Ke- Kelly it. is. Um, you can you should message her about it. She'll be happy to talk to you about it. <laughs> okay, but I'm, I'm asking everyone here. <laughs> yes, I am no. caught up. Okay, yes, um, delicious. Yeah, no, it, it I is have uh, one. I'm one episode <laughs> in, and I was a little bored. <laughs> Oh but my goodness. Damn. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's brutal, right? I'm going in like thinking, I love video game adaptations. I don't care what it I love zombie apocalypse. And this is like the best one. <laughs> I know. And that's what everyone says. And I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> don't Where? See it. Where is it? <laughs> Damn. What, so what was there something that you did not like about it, Amelia? Um, I think it's just like the premise of everything. Like... I really love when you lay out the rules of the world for me in the beginning. We all know the rules. That's what this is what it's going to be. And because like (laughs) 
the beginning and the guy kept calling it fungi or fungi or something like that i was like yeah, this is fungi, like yep. <laughs> yeah i was like ah oh, this is a little little crazy this is a little crazy for me this doesn't make that much sense but i have heard um since then that like mushrooms can actually like rule the world <laughs> Yeah, if, if it was able to deal with like our core temperature and actually be able to uh, survive it, uh, there's a likely mm-hmm. chance that we could. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Maybe I need I need to give it another chance when I have more brain space. Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. They, but it's not about the zombies per se. It's more about the uh, relationships of the characters and the character development. So if you're like, if you want like more of the Walking Dead style of like, right. oh, every episode's like a cliffhanger, like, yeah, it's not, it's not that for sure. That, that's what mm-hmm. I like. I'm starting to notice like things that I watch, especially anime wise. I like the old, uh, like two people on a journey together. It could be an older brother and a younger brother, a father mm-hmm. and a daughter. Mm-hmm. It's just that com- camaraderie of being together, kind of learning more about each other and, and embracing that you become closer. And Last of Us is literally, you know, a character, Joel, who's lost, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not spoiling anything. I mean, this is literally from the video game that's been out like almost 10 years now, but he lost his daughter early on during this. And now he meets another girl around the same age and pretty much is forced to be around her. And then for some reason, without him knowing, he just starts to slowly get more and more attached. And it's mm-hmm. amazing how that is. I, I, it just felt so natural. It did not feel forced. And yeah, I don't know. It's just really good. Really good. Hmm. So did, did you guys play the video game? I had Here's no. I did. So you guys are going to think it's funny, but I haven't had a PS4 in the longest time or any of the PlayStation. I'm pretty much a Microsoft boy. So hmm. I wasn't able to play it, but I heard so much praise and I watched like YouTubers like Afro uh, uh, Ninja, uh, well, Afro Ninja, Senku, whatever, and all that stuff. I watched a lot of YouTubers that were playing it. And I pretty much watched them play the entire game. So I didn't have to play it. I watched them play it and I got in like enthralled with it. I fell in love with it. And then the second one came out. I found out things that happened and I said, I'm not going to go even buy the game and play it. I'm mad. And that's just me getting emotional, but I I did not want to play the game. So, wow. The, the second game spoiled it for you. The second game, you didn't like it. I didn't even get to play it yet, but I heard about certain people dying and I, that's it. I just couldn't do it. I could in the way it happened. I was like, I can't handle that. I can't handle that. And then I heard you have to play the character that does something to the person. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not doing it. And I, mm. yes, that's mm. uh, how it was. So selfish, maybe. <laughs> but we're we're probably well because the Last of Us has been blowing up. Like the TV show has yeah, been blowing yeah. the fuck up. And I I am guessing as someone that has never played the video game and hasn't watched the TV show yet, um, I'm guessing that the first season is going to cover the first video game and I'm thinking yeah if they make a second season mm-hmm. it'll cover the second video game i mean they're going to make a second season right like it's already yeah, they already confirmed much, that? Yeah. yeah they already yeah. confirmed it and uh so presumably you, it'll cover the second video game which is the stuff right. that you don't like and obviously they're already talking about how a lot of changes have been made not a lot but some key changes from the game to the the show but the writer said and the writer is from the game as well he said if I think it's better than my the video game version I made, I'm going to change it. So he's changed some things that sure, are different. Okay. So true. some part of me hopes 
the second part isn't going to go the way the game did and mm. I'll be able to watch it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, all I'm saying is anyone doesn't know what happens in that second part and you've watched the first part brace for impact. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried playing along with the TV show. I was like playing the game and watching the TV show. Yeah. But eh, it didn't work out. It's- isn't it a lot different? I know there's a lot more infected lot and stuff in the game. You have to do a lot yeah. more stealth. It's but hey, you can only do what you can do, you know, in a TV show with only a certain amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's free on Game Pass. Wait, uh, for PS PlayStation? Plus, you mean? Uh, yeah, PlayStation Plus. Okay, it's free. Oh my God, the remastered version. The which, which one? Don't they have like four remastered versions? <laughs> <laughs> the latest remaster. Oh, yeah. oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's not the it's not the full remake for PS5. It's just like the the prettier version of the original. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I've been watching season eleven of The Walking Dead. <laughs> season eleven? There's that many um, now. I know that was my reaction too, <laughs> and that was what started my journey on watching the entirety of The Walking Dead. You know, I used to have Walking Dead watch parties. When Me it too. I used to airing. go to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, Earthworm was there for those. I, yeah, this. It, well, when you're when you're ready to talk about nerd adjacent stuff, I, I can jump on. We'll, <laughs> we'll dig deep on The Walking Dead. I think now I that jumped off after thing. season six. I'm gonna think of another show that is uh, gets politically driven and fans are really hard on. Summertime rendering? No, Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look, yeah, people are Attack way on too Titan hard on it. Has deserved every fucking thing that it's gotten. All right, Earth is pretty sensitive to this. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. I, I'm I'm alone. I know I I feel alone. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, Earthworm. I, I think it's uh, it's unfortunate what they've done to our boy. Yeah, you know, Attack on Titan didn't deserve like I. Mappa has redeemed themselves in other ways, but I just wish that Studio Wit had kept Attack on Titan under their umbrella. Because I, I really both. attribute these problems to yeah. Mappa, you know, trying to play ball business wise. Um, yeah, it'd be better if Studio Wit had seen it all the way through and didn't have the final season, part seven, part one, part 0.5. Yeah. Is the first episode, then you'll get the rest in three months. That fucking, so, that sent me over <gasps> the edge. We were joking. We had a whole episode about like Attack on Titan. I listened to that. it. Okay, yeah, I listened okay. to it. How yeah. much they're fucking no, there's, there's another one. There's yeah, another well, one coming. In our latest episode, <laughs> that, uh, I, I assume our latest episode. We, I, I do like a 20 minute rant about them saying, well, um, you get with the one hour special. It's like, no, nobody, nobody's good with that. Nobody bro. gives a fuck. If we didn't have all this production bullshit and we didn't get cucked eight times already, everybody would be so excited. We get early attack on Titan. You mean we get an hour episode before it was supposed to come out? Oh boy. But this is the last fucking straw. This is their boy <laughs> who cried wolfing us. And I, yes. I've had enough. Yes, I'm gonna watch it, but I've had enough. Let's all stand in solidarity and, and boycott on a show. <laughs> I've thought about yeah, it. Yeah, my my yeah, my emotional investment is zero at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I like I'm gonna watch it because in general I'm a fan. I'm a big yeah. fan of Attack on Titan. I love Attack on Titan, so I'm gonna watch it. But yeah, they've they've killed my emotional investment in this. You know, like I I'm not hyped or excited. I'm no, just, did yeah, you guys watch it? 
Did you guys read the manga afterwards? Being like, all right, I'm yes. tired of waiting. Let's he, just finish yeah, it. Yeah, he did. I have. Yeah, I, I was did holding it. out. I did it. I was hopeful. What was it two weeks right after we finished it? Because I was like, no, I know what's going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. And I don't think I could wait and get spoiled. So I read it and now I'm, I'm excited for it. But it's like I'm not in a rush because I already know what happens. Mm. So I feel elite right now. And it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I wanted to give us a, so a you fresh perspective. So me and Jeff? Yeah, I ended awesome. up reading it soon after. I read it in like a week or two. Get the last three volumes. And I was like, okay. You hope, uh, All right, I see where they're going with stick this. Stick to the way the manga is going to do it. You don't want them to change it, right? Everything was great the way it ended. Just make it look better than the manga. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, the the ending. So I, I also finished the manga, and the okay. the ending got a lot of backlash. And I was confused uh, by that. I was really confused by that because I, I thought it was, thought it was perfect. Yeah. So. And I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I haven't. Okay. I haven't read it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A couple of anime pure <laughs> purists. Yeah. Right <laughs> anime only beach. We're waiting anime until marriage to watch beach. Attack on Titan. So, uh. <laughs> I do feel like I'm left out of the combo, though. I do feel like there's a secret that everybody knows that I don't, and I really want to know the secret, but it's also a big secret. I can't be bothered to read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, at this point, it's like spiteful. It's like, but I'm also yeah. watching it out of spite. I, everything, everything to do with Attack on Titan is out of spite at this point. <laughs> Well, let's move on to something that we did not spite watch, spite hate watch. <laughs> yes. Bochi um, the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a Bochi episode. I am literally have nothing. I can't bring anything to the table. <laughs> <laughs> Following the death of his parents, Shinpei Ajiro grew up with the Kufune sisters, Ushio and Mio, before heading to Tokyo to live alone. Two years later, he returns to his hometown of Hitokushima Island, Wakayama Prefecture, to attend Ushio's funeral following news of her drowning. However, Shinpei becomes suspicious when he receives news of strangle marks around Ushio's neck, implying that she was murdered intentionally. Now haunted by her ghost and assisted by Mio, Shinpei tries to find the answers to what really happened to Ushio and possibly save the residents from a strange, dark enigma. Um, so we're hoping to do more episodes kind of like this, but we're calling it Anime Leftovers so we can talk about things after they've aired that still deserve recognition. And this episode, we're going to be talking about summertime rendering. And um, we'd like to start off with our like how we found out about it. And if anyone says anything different than I told everyone to watch it, I hate all of you. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was that was going to be my honest. to watch it? Yeah, I've told everyone to watch it. I'm all up in people's discords. Um, I'm on other episodes. I'm telling everybody to watch Summertime. That we is, should, we should call the series "Streaming Jail." I think yeah. that's the proper term. Yes, for this yeah. one specifically, yeah, because it should have been watched in 2022 around the world and not just by people in Japan. Yeah, or me on GoGoAnime.pe. Yeah, that I so I also watched this on gogoanime.pe <laughs> thanks to Amelia's recommendation. Yeah. It's one of those shows that really would have benefited from a uh, weekly discourse on on the topics involved. Yes. So yes. it kind of lost um any sense of like 
uh, momentum at all. But I, mm. till the day I die, will hype this show up because I think it is one of the better shows of last year. I won't say it's my best of the year, but it's up there. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I found out about summertime rendering just going through reading me like um, the list for seasonal anime and watching the trailer and the trailer immediately hooked me. Um, I think the OP is one of the best OPs I've seen uh, with like animation and music all together, the whole entire package. I love it. It perfectly like fits into the vibe of the show, even though the vibe of the show is super dark and kind of wild and crazy. The like the OP kind of gives it gives the show like more of like a cool vibe. Like, Ooh, we're, we are at the beach. We are on this cool Island. Like everybody have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone have a good time. Well, speaking to the OP, uh, one, I like the contrast, kind of like you mentioned, between it's very, very, very chill vibes OP, and then, like, the episode will open up with, like, Shinpei, I I, I don't know, fucking with a gun to his head or something crazy like that, something (laughs) really intense, and it's like, oh, that's how it ends, yeah. All right. Um, But yeah, I think that also goes to, uh, I don't know, to speak to, there's, there's kind of a there's a little bit of a levity in this like it's definitely intense don't get me wrong but it definitely there to me at least it seemed like there was a lot of uh there was a little bit of like this is a teenage adventure type deal mm. even mm-hmm. though there's some bad shit going down like this is a it, at the core this is kind of a teen save the day action movie mm-hmm. which wasn't a bad thing necessarily but it's like a mystery novel but in anime form sure yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. But uh, mm-hmm. to answer your original question, uh, yeah, I believe it was uh, e- e- Amelia, you, m- Matt from uh, Otaku uh, Melancholy, or both of you. I think you were both talking about it on a seasonal episode at one point. Yes. Where I, I was, first heard about it. I was urging him to watch it okay, <laughs> because it was so good. And then kind of like Attack on Titan, I just kind of waited until... I heard everybody else talk about it to know that it was like out and I was like, all right, cool. And, and then it just kind of kept slipping away and slipping away. I was like, Oh, is that? And then I found out the whole Disney jail thing. It's like, all right, makes sense. We'll wait patiently now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is kind of a bizarre one for Disney to pick up in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very not Disney like. Yeah. They're having an identity crisis. Like what are they? What's their, it's the the eighties all over again. (laughs) <laughs> they don't know yeah, what to do. is taking them for a ride Mickey Mouse is about to become a public intellectual property oh my god I saw what? a headline about this yeah yeah it's old enough right yeah because it's so wow. old there's a lot of shit that they can do to push that back though <laughs> yeah that could be and they I didn't will. read that much about it yeah, I, I heard because it would. I heard somebody talking about the Winnie the Pooh becoming public domain, and I think they yes. mentioned that he was supposed to be public domain like thirty years ago in the eighties, and Disney kept like almost putting appeals in to keep him, right. and then they just decided he wasn't worth the money this time. So we'll probably have copywritten mouse for a while longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, uh-huh. I agree about the OP and ED. The, well, it's interesting, though, that the first OP and ED, which I strongly, strongly prefer. Yes, uh, agreed. They're so, like, yeah, mellow. They're, they're heavy on the vibe in a cool way. But then as the show builds uh, momentum and builds tension, when we get into the second half, that's a lot more action-oriented. And we've, we've kind of discovered all the mysteries, and now we're just duking it out. Um, between the known parties then the op and ed become much more like fast action packed you know like these like pumping uh pop tracks and whatnot um so i thought that was that was another little thing that was done really well by by summertime rendering to have these ops and eds that correctly fit the trajectory of the show Mm -hmm. i kept thinking of oasis as the the opening sure band. definitely yeah, yeah totally oh 90s okay, rock. Yep. i see that slip inside the eye of your mind don't you know you might find a better place I see that. yeah they do that in uh, eden of the east the, the oasis uh, is the op to oh that's right eden yeah. of the east mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i didn't even know that is it okay i just gotta ask is it like a, a b-side or is it straight up wonderwall <laughs> uh it's not wonderwall but it, it's another big song back checker yeah. <laughs> i need to next know. episode this is guys next yeah. episode we'll have our own personal fact checker um so summertime rendering is a time travel anime how do we feel about that earthworm oh me specifically all right i appreciate yes, that you specifically yeah um all right how i feel about most time trial anime it opens the door for a lot of contrived bullshit that mm-hmm. and the author can say well this, that was this timeline or this was that and none of it actually makes sense Mm-hmm. But um, and I know we were kind of talking about like time loops versus time travel this episode. Mm-hmm. I think that this did a fairly good job of keeping it contained, and we mm-hmm. didn't go like uh, there. Okay, I, I guess I should prep that we didn't have multiple scenes of going like, all right, we're gonna go all the way back to the beginning and fix it there. Oh no, now we got to go back further behind that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't. I'm optimistic when it's like not a complete time travel anime where it's like, I think my biggest problem is having to go back to the future after you get sent to the past. And this did, Mm -hmm. this didn't do that. It's like when you went back, it was all right, you're there and now you got to live out normal time from there until you go back again. Whereas opposed to like a Tokyo Revengers where it's like, I fixed it. I'm going back. And it's like, oh no, now this guy's a mafia head and now I'm on fire. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about that because there are a couple, um, there are a bunch of time travel animes um, like Steins Gate or Re Hero yeah. that kind it's of a, mimic this kind of now. style. Yeah, where and then there's other ones that are like Erased or Tokyo Revengers, where like the the shit gets fucked up in the in the time travel back to, and then we go forward, and it's like, oh, I didn't fix anything. <laughs> Yeah, time traveling does seem like a just a full blown trend within anime. You know, when we think of anime of the eighties and nineties, I, I can't think of any particular time travel type stories off the top of my head. Uh, but somewhere along the way, this became a real mainstay, similar to isekai. You know, it just became like this is a standard anime trope that 
you know, every year we get one or two shows that uh, deal with this in some way. I'm curious where it all started. Did it really start with Steinsgate? Steinsgate's the best one. Is, yeah. Mm, okay. So like something like um a little more uh, maybe highbrow, like a Tatami Galaxy. Is that also a time travel? I haven't seen it. But I know that's kind well, of art, more artistic than, yeah. than like a ReZero for sure. <laughs> I think, yeah. So Tatami Galaxy, I, I suppose, would technically be a time travel anime. But yeah, as, as you say, because it, it doesn't really have like a linear plot, it's not really like a plot oriented kind of show. Okay. So I, I hesitate to put it in the same category. I, I, I think the way you describe it is, is good, that it's, it's more like, a, like an art piece. Yeah. Well, I, I, I sit back and when you compared it sort of as like cultural relevance to Isekai, I sat back and wondered, like, if you're an, an author out there writing, whether it be creating an original anime or a light novel or whatever, and uh, and you want to create something like would you is it's time travel kind of the pick for when you want to either go super edgy or something more like. I guess more highbrow than just your average everyday isekai. Is that kind of the trend now for when you want to write a a more intricate story? Yeah, well, I'm I don't think so because I would never think of Tokyo Revengers as being highbrow. But does it? Okay, but the question, Dan, is does it think it's highbrow? Like, does it think it's smarter than it is? Oh, it well, totally yeah, thinks it's that smarter. Could be, that's, that could what, be. that's what I'm getting at. If the author thinks yeah, he's too smart yeah. for Isekai, does he then go to time loop or time travel anime? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes I sense. I can totally yeah, see that. that. Be, and also yeah. being like, well, the market's oversaturated, but if it's time travel, <laughs> yeah. I can get away with anything. Yeah. I think that uh, the girl who, a, girl, a Girl Who Left Through Time predates Steins Gate. That's I'm true. Positive, yeah, that's but true. That's, but I guess that's not like... I think it's similar, but not the same. And Girl then, who left know. for time was 2006. Pretty sure. And then you I'm get not sure the- when Steins Gate is 2013. So I think you're totally correct there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, well, I, I'm, I'm going to stand on this, that Steins Gate was the beginning of the trend. Cause I, I don't, we didn't see like uh, the girl that leapt through time is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it didn't inspire all sorts of copycats, as far as I can tell. Mm. Like it's it's not like that period from 2006 to 2013 was inundated with time travel anime. Yeah. Uh, whereas in a post Steinsgate world, because Steinsgate was so I think viral Steinsgate in a did way, it right? I also think Steinsgate did it right. Yeah, Steinsgate yeah. was is uh, a little bit above and beyond its peers. For like not only in just being a great uh, show and a great story, but also the time travel mechanics are sensible and consistent in a way that um, elevates the show in comparison to even to something like Erased. And I'm a fan of Erased. I I thought that was a really compelling, emotionally compelling story. I was hook, line and sinkered the whole way through. I love it. But why the fuck is this guy bouncing around through time? Like, uh, why it doesn't make any sense it's just straight up bullshit you know? <laughs> mm. am i the only one who hasn't finished dying skate i haven't even you i've never right. started nope, nope. it 
Okay. I, oh, okay. That is your homework, everyone. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> one of the classic, because... like, I know I'm going to like it, so I'm just going to save it for, <laughs> for until I'm, I don't know, especially. Oh, yeah. Lie Next you, episode he's, of he's Anime Brothers. <laughs> I really like yeah, Time Literally, Travel now. I've, Holy I've, fuck. I mentioned it to him. I'm like, so many people say to watch Steinsgate, and now that he's watched so many anime that involve time travel. I'm like, it's pretty much the best one from what I'm hearing mm-hmm. and you yeah. don't want to watch it. And he's just like, we'll get to it eventually, which means <laughs> I don't want no. to right now. <laughs> you, will get, you will get to it now. <laughs> okay. So I, yeah. I, someone gave it to me on a flash drive uh, a number of years ago and I, it didn't click and I watched, I started it again uh, this, yep. this past week. I got three episodes in and it, it just, I'm I'm okay with it, but I'm not loving it. I'm not loving oh. it. I'm not loving the art style of it. I'm not loving the uh, cheeky uh, otaku references. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a little. It's a little like too. It's too heavy on that like Akihabara. Like yes, you know, uh, kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why, but it's, it's stupid. Right? No, it's, like, it's, it's totally just, fine. No, totally fine. Mm. My well, issue it, with why I can't start Steins Gate is because I'm watching Monster right now. And so I'm like, Yeah, now we're oh talking anime. Uh, now yeah, we're talking yeah, anime. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Netflix ah. came in clutch. <laughs> but I'll get to Steins Real Gate. Real men and women watch Monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now this is this is adult, adult big brain shit, you know. Exactly. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm also low-key pushing for us to review Monster. Yeah, we got to do it like in chunks. In chunks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. have to do it in chunks, but maybe it'll make you appreciate it more because you'll ex- you know talk about things and, and everything is really detailed in that show. Like yes. every episode makes sense. And I didn't think, I mean, I'm jumping off now from time travel. I'm just saying it's a really good yeah. show. So that's why I haven't been able to like check out Steins Gate or something like that. I really want to commit to Monster. So, and I'm 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 right there with you with Monster. And I'll, I'll share my own viewing experience uh, that that parallels yours. The first time I watched it, I watched it, you know, like straight on through uh, in the way that I would normally watch something, like you know, two three episodes a day or whatever. And I, yeah. I thought it was so boring and tedious and i understood that it was really great but like i could see its merit really clearly but it's just like man it just keeps going on and on and on and then uh a couple year a couple years yeah like a year or two later just by coincidence it happened to be on on demand on cable when i was living at wasted dream and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll put it down. I got some time. <laughs> and I would watch it in like three or four episode chunks, maybe like once a week. And it just hit me so much better when I watched it at like a, a more slow tempo. Yeah. And I could really, yes. yeah, like let things sit with me a little bit. And suddenly that that tediousness, that boringness was not there anymore. Like when I watched it just like three or four episodes at a time, I was like, man, that was, that was you know, really got the gears of my mind spinning a little bit. And I'd sit, you know, like walk away from it a little bit and come back. And yeah, just just really increased the impact for me when I watched it like that. 100%. Yeah. And I think summertime rendering on the opposite side is bingeable. Like I yes. watched this. Yeah. Yes. In like two or three weeks, I watched this. I watched six episodes in a day. I think it was the first time I started <laughs> watching it. But it's like the mystery, the pacing. The pacing is like top tier. 
you know, yes. I, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I didn't get that luxury. I was watching it one episode per week, sitting on the edge of my seat, oh, <laughs> trying, to, trying to click the <laughs> refresh button, hoping that a new episode pops up. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it's basically like RE0 for me when Earthworm first showed me that. It, when you have, obviously, a show where, you know, someone dies and then they can fix the issue by time traveling, uh, you're going to get me every time, it, you know. <laughs> and uh, But this show was a little bit different because there was other factors. But, yeah, really good. And I binged it, I think, in less than two weeks, maybe a week and a mm. half. I don't know. Earthworm, I was telling him all the time, but yeah. Yeah, it did not take long uh, for you to watch. It took me a lot longer, and uh, not for lack of liking it. I don't think I was quite as blown away as everybody else here, though. Mm-hmm. I think there was a little... I mean, I, I was definitely invested in the mystery and everything, but it wasn't quite like the the all-time instant classic gripper that like the first season of The Promised Neverland was for me, where I was mm-hmm. just... I was heavy breathing along with the characters. <laughs> I didn't quite get that yeah. far, but it was a really yeah. good... I had a really good time watching it. I so I think that's hmm. well, no, I was just going to say, do you wonder if that's because because I feel like they they're kind of adjacent in tone tonally, but I wonder if that's because of one's grounded a little bit less fantastical. Like maybe I think the production you know, value for the promise Neverland, especially that first season, only that first season really heightened it. Um, <laughs> the faces, the camera work, yeah, you're following, yeah. like you're following a hidden character and you're watching their movements. It was just really outstanding where, I mean, the animation was definitely serviceable in, in summertime rendering, but it wasn't to some, what's that? Probably the love triangle wasn't a big fan for you. Maybe you did like it, but you know, promise I, Neverland's more about kids surviving while this is more of like mm. a little bit of a teen romance. In yeah. There. I think there was a little bit of immaturity, uh, in this, like I said earlier, yeah. it was very much teen save the day. It reminded me of, uh, of the like 2000s movie, the faculty where it's like, Oh yeah. 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 It's like a bunch of teens are like getting <laughs> together and kind of almost doing what the adults won't type deal. That really wasn't a focus in this, but it, it functionally was the same thing. Mm. Uh, and I think that might have turned me off just a little bit to where I'm thinking this could be a much more, I guess, mature and almost, I, I dare say edgier a little bit without crossing that. Like I'm 14 and this is deep line, but it could have been a little more intense maybe. And uh, there were definitely, I don't know, there was just a lot of moments of, of teen brevity and like it, it fell into a lot of like anime tropes to where there was, it was very horny throughout the whole thing. Not overly yeah. horny, but oh, that's too, a problem for you. I th- I think <laughs> not normally. I, I hate what, what, what are you talking about? It, not normally a bad thing, but I think because this anime was trying to go for a, a more like deep, almost uh like dance it earlier. Like, I, I wish this anime would have gone for more of a bleak tone rather than a, it still had the kind of happy peppy anime, like the funny faces when, uh, what the fuck? I cannot remember the main character's name right now. And I said it earlier. Shinpei. Shinpei? Yeah. When Shinpei. Shinpei first sees Ushio, like in, instead of it being like an emotional moment where he wants to cry, he gets like a goofy anime face and he's like, what are you doing here? Ah, <laughs> it's like, all right, that it, it didn't ruin it for me, but I think it could have, Without that stuff, it could have elevated the show to higher levels. Interesting. You know, as you as you point that out, I'm I'm thinking about how those moments. Uh, I not that I liked them per se, but they didn't they didn't 
tilt the tone in any kind of way to me. I, I thought they worked really well as being these like moments of, of levity. And I, yeah. as you, as you talk, I'm thinking about full metal alchemist and how full metal alchemist has a similar sense of like these little moments of um, off design comedy and how that sits within the larger story. It doesn't really like make any of these situations less um, emotional or less intense, at least not for me. Um, but yeah, I, I would say full metal alchemist and summertime rendering do that, that idea pretty well in comparison to other anime. Sure. And I, I agree. I actually thought of full metal alchemist when, when I was thinking of this and when I was watching summertime rendering, I also thought of, uh, what is it? Your lie in April had, it was like, a, you know, it's a dying girl anime and it ends up, yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. It has a lot of like funny brevity anime moments where like the guy gets mm-hmm. smacked in the back of the head and stuff. And I don't know. I, it's not so much that it hurt the show. It's like, if I, if I look at it, like you're building uh, a, a character in RPG and you're assigning stats, mm-hmm. it's just that this decision didn't put any, any positive stats, but it also didn't take any away. Yeah. It was just very yeah, unusual yeah, yeah. decision yeah. where I, 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 it could have been more intense and like more of a holy shit. And I would have been more yes. on my seat if they didn't do that stuff. Mm. I can totally relate to what you're saying. Cause a lot of times um, the criticism I give to anime is like, if it's going to be serious, only be serious. And That's there's what I a lot, a lot of big like shonen shows, or at least like shows that are adapted from manga, like Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer has it. That show is for the most most part serious yeah. until like there's like one quick little like after credit scene that's not serious. But I think it's because a lot of the times these things are adapted from manga, and a lot of the mangas have these cute little like in between chapter like funny moments with the crew kind of thing yeah. that break up the um, the scene seriousness of it that they adapt into anime which i personally am not a fan of because like if it's going to be serious just only be serious yeah <laughs> like vinland saga is only serious you know like mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's really there's no, no comedy need- in that yeah there's yeah. no need for it either it stands and- alone on- it stands by itself as being a serious um drama but I think with summertime rendering for me specifically, it like broke up that like doomsday, like, Oh, we're all going to die. If Shinpei doesn't do this one thing. And in this instance, I enjoyed it. I <laughs> think I that's wanted, usually not my criticism. I think I wanted that doomsday feeling. I don't know. Maybe it goes, yeah. maybe it speaks no. more to like my mindset right now. It's February. It's cold. It's dark <laughs> out. I'm just like, give yeah. me doom and gloom. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no, I totally get you. Well, as you as you talk about this, Amelia, I'm I'm thinking about target audiences. Mm-hmm. That Vinland Saga monster; these are geared towards adults, and unfortunately, things like Demon Slayer, Summertime Render, on paper, are geared towards kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not to say that adults like us can't or shouldn't or wouldn't appreciate them. But it it does make me feel like yeah why like why is Demon Slayer funny yeah because there's like an eight year old watching this that actually thinks this is funny but yeah. whereas when I watch Demon Slayer I just feel old <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you talk about like the entertainment district art like a lot of people loved it for its action yeah. and crazy shit but yeah. there was a lot of parts where it felt like to me they were forcing comedy that yes. I didn't yes. need. Mm-hmm. And where everyone was like laughing or like, huh, there's Zenitsu doing Zenitsu stuff. It's like, I'm glad you guys still like the same tropes, but I kind of, 
I'm past it. Like we've gotten darker and darker in tone and you know, we just ended a season with someone dying. Can we actually take this seriously? I don't know. I, so I can totally see what we're all talking about, how, you know, you gotta kind of, if you're going to be serious, you're going to be doom and gloom, maybe keep it that way. I totally yeah. get that. But summertime render, I felt like it was for the first half, it was being a little more positive once in a while because, you know, it wasn't completely hopeless yet. And then mm-hmm. as it progressed, you could see it's getting more and more like, wow, we may not be able to do this. Yeah. And that's when I thought it did a good job of stop making as many jokes, stop making it so cutesy. There definitely was no horny earthworm after that. No, I don't like the first half. I agree so. with what you're saying. It toned it down. The, the more intense the situation got, they toned yeah. down all of these things yeah. that I was saying. So I, 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 I do remember the panty shot. First thing I saw was like, oh, Earthworm's going to like that. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Literally. All, for all intents and purposes, I should have. I want to. I should to. have. It's a tan girl and she's panty shot. Like, that's everything you talk about from Nagatora. We do have there's to pretend like, dark skin anime girls. You're right. There's yes. like this moment okay. where Shinpei is like, try, like trying to recall what kind of underwear Mio was wearing. <laughs> and the entire time important. I'm like, and I'm like, dude, it was white the one day. It was blue. It was blue stripe the next the day before. Like, are you serious right now? Even I could remember that. Like, Jesus. What do you mean? Even Shinpei, you, you are Amelia. a rookie. You're the person I'd call if I needed someone <laughs> yeah. to remember fucking anime panty colors. <laughs> If I can do it, anybody can. Literally, I'm... (laughs) Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Fan service was toned down considerably from the manga. There's a lot more... Really? Really? ...going on. Oh, shit, give me that manga, then. Let me see this. Wait, is it involved... That's surprising. Um... There's some Ushio, I think. Uh, no, it's uh, yeah. No, the, we the, don't uh, care about Ushio. We care about um, Hizuru. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, she's uh, in the Baths. Oh my! Oh, the girl. I need to read the yeah. manga. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I'll be doing some research later on for academic purposes. <laughs> See, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. It didn't cross over to mature horny, and it was still too juvenile. It was like, oh, panties, a hun. I'm like, nah, nah. You know, All this- jokes aside, I really loved the um, the like personal dilemmas that were happening. I feel like some of those moments were some of my favorite in the whole show. Like when um, the one boy with the redheaded boy, what was his name? I forget. So the police. So yeah, so I was like trying to confess to Mio, and I'm I'm like <laughs> getting embarrassed for him because we all know the answer, but Mio doesn't. Mio hasn't said the answer, and he doesn't know the answer, and he's like really hoping that she gives him the right answer, and she doesn't. And I'm just like those kind of moments. I think were were the ones that like drew me into the story even more. I got like even more invested into these characters because uh, not only did I know like what the outcome was there a potential to be but like the fact that like they got more time with each other to like fully realize these feelings that they have for each other i think that was like what drove me to like not only like the time travel part like part but like that was like what kind of drew me into the story interesting because i i forgot there was a i mean i would say you like the love triangle amelia yeah i love a good love triangle well you know and i I I think i'm I'm a harem girly (laughs) Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think of myself as being really oriented towards these kind of romance stories, but I, did, I didn't even mentally acknowledge there was a love triangle going on until we got on this podcast. I mean, it really? Just really, what? really did not sink in on me at all that there was like some intended love, that there was like a love story subplot to all this. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
I, yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to spoil it, but there's some things too. that happen down the road that I will appreciate Shinpei doing, but I won't spoil that yet. So I was yeah. honestly expecting more of a Syscon element when I found out that like <laughs> he was raised by their parents. I was like, oh, that's going to be a fucking angle to their credit. Sure, like it that. wasn't. It wasn't. Um, well, been what, 10 what, for JD, though. What sucked me in was was the monsters and the conspiracy about the shadows. And that was another one of the little things I thought this show did really well was the soundtrack. And when that when they would do the reveals about the shadows or the shadows would show up and there was that like eerie choral piece uh, that would play the camera in the background. flash. Did you like that? Uh, camera flash oh. was very cool. Yeah, oh. camera flash was cool. And then when yeah, it has all the like high pitched voices, yeah, singing. So that that track yeah. was really really great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, so our conversation crazy. is making me think of Attack on Titan. And so far as uh, Attack on Titan also starts goofy and serious. You know, there is no Sasha giving away the potato by season three of Attack on Titan. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe, yeah, and as we talk about this, maybe this is a a, a sign of, of quality when it comes to anime. That even if things start goofy, if a show can can buckle itself down and get serious in the correct ways, mm-hmm. can lose that goofiness when the emotional um, the emotional uh, gravity warrants it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, then that that's that's really good. That's good authoring. That's good writing. The fact that it takes place over three days, right? It's not like taking place over That's wild to me. years of you know time. Yeah. It's it's really um, yeah it's contained, like you said. Like, you know, you get you get what you need in uh, in in three fucking days. We got to save the world in three days. What if Stranger Things was <laughs> like that? You know, mm. it was just like because it opens, doesn't it? I forgot the date, so I'm gonna butcher this. But like July twenty second. Okay, July 22nd. So when I first saw that, when he's getting off the boat, I'm just like, why do I need to know the day? Why do I need to know the time? Mm-hmm. Didn't even get it. And then the end of the first episode, I'm like, oh, now I get it. That's And then that's you're like, what, what the fuck about. day what time was that? <laughs> yeah, what, what, was what that? time? I got to go back. Hold on. I got to call Amelia. She seems to figure this shit out better than me. You know? <laughs> Okay, so I think we've danced around the the plot of Summertime Render enough. I feel like we should get into the the whole meat and potatoes of the show because we really need to break down the actual uh, time travel. Yeah, gloves off, shit like that. Gloves off. Mm-hmm. Um, so Summertime Render is an anime that aired between April fifteenth, twenty twenty two, and September thirtieth, twenty twenty two. But we did not get it because it was stuck in Disney Japan jail, and it is finally now out on Hulu. So if you haven't checked out Summertime Rendering, do so right now. Um, I don't know if any of the things we have just said did not sway you into watching this show, but it is one of the better shows of last year. Um, and yeah, let's get into like actual plot now. Yeah. So there was something that really geeked me out because yeah, we're, we're, we're going gloves off now, right? I can talk about okay. the ending gloves off. Don't, gloves. We can't, can we skip it right go, to the can, fucking can, end? Can we not do <laughs> the actual ending? Can we start from oh, the beginning? Okay. We're going to have to talk about it. Um, for however many loops, I think there's like 22 loops in this whole show. So we had to talk How about you know everything. That? You know, all this stuff. <laughs> just, my God, you know how they've many re- loops there were. Fuck, they really amped up the loopage towards the end. Cause by like 15 episodes, 15 it's like we're at loop nine and it's like all right we're gonna double yeah. that 
So yeah, what these I guys think are is, like detectives. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would think is so stellar about this show is that at every single loop, there is some stake that it has been raised. So like mm. the first, the first, the first loop, he finds out that he's actually looping. The second loop, he's finding out like, oh well, maybe. I'm not just reliving the same day. And then he's figuring out that like he can change the future in the third loop. And, you know, so like every time that there is a new loop, something, some kind of stake has been raised. And I think that's, that's why it would have been so awesome to talk about this weekly. But I think that's why I kept coming back to it because not, um, it doesn't lay out like the entire full like details of the world. It's not like, Oh, we're time traveling and this is the rules of the time travel. It was like every, we were kind of like, like figuring it out along with Shimpei, like what was happening and what was going on. And I think that the mystery of the Island, um, like played into that even more. That's a great observation, but you like, you like the rules laid out in the beginning, don't you? I do. I love it. But I also like for this specifically, because it's not straight time travel, this isn't just like a straight up uh, where you can go back in time to change the future, like or this is the beta world line and we need to travel to the alpha two world line. You know, mm. they're not like switching world lines or anything like that. So there's no like rules to be had like with um, Tokyo Revengers, like he has to shake hands with the one boy in the future for him to be able to go to the past. And then, you know, he has to sneeze in the past to get back to the future that kind of thing yeah, yeah. like but stupid we, rule like that do know that he, gets, he needs to be does, does he realize that he needs to be shot that's not until like that's like the fourth looper i think it's any like death that. it's not just shot or it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Death. yeah i just yeah. i just have the, the image of him shooting himself in the head like a dozen yeah. times that's <laughs> my, my thing that sticks out to me everything uh like because now i have earthworm on my side uh for the show so i always have that constant voice in my head saying if you're gonna do time travel you have to have it at least make a little bit of sense yeah and i like that there's like a penalty for dying like mm-hmm. he would go back and it's like all right but it's like advanced five hours from the mm-hmm. last point so mm-hmm. it's not something like re0 where you can just keep on going to the checkpoint over and yeah. over and over again and that means okay you can't do this forever bud you can't do it yeah. forever and i like that so mm-hmm. it meant he can't just keep dying to figure it out he actually yeah. had to use his life he had in that one loop and figure things out i love yeah. that mm-hmm. i think it works in um re0 because there he yeah. has done it so many times that he has all of these memories of everyone like and all of these like kind of like different people that he's met in each stage of him dying. Whereas like, I don't think that would have worked here. You needed to kind of have this like grounding factor to like the stakes being raised. Like you have to, there has to be some kind of consequence or he could just loop and loop and loop forever. And there wouldn't be any end. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dan knows that I struggled through ReZero. <laughs> Painful. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it, it ha- I understand why somebody would not be I do. I into ReZero. I, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but I feel like, mm been a while and if i were to rewatch it now it wouldn't hit quite like it did but i, I recently re- tried to re- rewatch it yeah. and i don't know how i ever got past the first episode really oh, yeah. maybe there's Damn. something to be said about yeah timing and like this is what mm-hmm. is monoculture this is what is you know like this is what everyone's into let's experience it together but yeah maybe it wasn't as great as we remembered it kind of you know yeah maybe you guys should shut up about rem <laughs> <laughs> i do yeah. think re zero tries to tackle a lot of different things that like 
uh, summertime rendering doesn't like ReZero is much mm. more about the loneliness of being the only person with certain memories where as like summertime rendering it it goes more <laughs> about the, like we're lo- gathering together all the friends and we're going to beat the bad guys and it, mm-hmm. it that story works better when Shinpei doesn't have to explain like spend every yeah, they can share their memories through shadows i'm like yeah. okay a little far-fetched but you know what i don't want to sit here and have him uh him try to explain everything yeah so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like i appreciate it there's no times so there's there's far less times where shimpei like breaks down because he saw somebody die before because he's just so emotionally broken it's more about oh thank god you're alive here's the plan yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you like that angle of ReZero, then you really need to watch Steins Gate. Yeah, okay. you really need to watch it now because if you watch it later, I don't know if you'll like it. <laughs> the older I get, the less I like Steins Gate. Good to know. I, w- I will stand on this hill once again a tangent, but I think Earthworm would have gave Kotaro an even better grade if he was watching it and at the right time. Oh, if you I was happy when I was timing. watching Kotaro, yeah. Exactly. Like Jeff Jeff makes so much sense with that. Like Maybe we like things during a certain phase. For sure. And then yes. if you're not in a good... If you're not in a good mindset and you watch something that's like a 10 out of 10, you'll be like, this this show sucks. It yes. sucks out of 10, you Dude, know? ReZero pretty much made me cry, like, because of all the, like, intense edginess, and that right. just wouldn't happen. I do remember that. Yeah, that just wouldn't happen mm. now because I'm like, all right, yeah, it's a little little lady getting her limbs twisted. That's cool, but, like, I, it's not going <laughs> to hit me on an emotional level like that anymore because I'm fucking four or five years older than when I first watched ReZero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did cry at summertime render. I was so excited at the end. The ending, the ending I mean, we won't me. get into it, but the ending was super like, sweet and it was very. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> yeah, one one thing that I particularly liked about summertime rendering, which has been brought up um, earlier in this conversation, was the pacing, and I'm thinking specifically of how in like episode three or four we see kind of what the end game is for the antagonists, right? We see that it, like everybody gets killed off at mm-hmm. the summer festival. And I remember watching that and feeling like, Oh my God, you that know, was, like, that was this, rough. dude, it was it, because it comes at you so early on. And in retrospect, that does such a great job of, creating a sense of tension and a sense of stakes that like, Oh, if Shinpei can't pull it off, this is what's going to happen. You know, and now you've seen it with your own eyes. We know as the audience, what the bad outcome is. So we, you know, are more invested in watching Shinpei do everything he can to avoid that outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now right. you talk about that scene. I think that one, uh, even earthworm talks about it, but, uh, I just want to say the like sacrifices, like certain characters, like so, um, you know, the best friend of Shinpei, you know, saying how much he loves Mio, you know, she has to turn him down, like we've talked about. But then seeing that when the moment came down, he put his body in front of her and pretty much, I think, mm-hmm. took the axe to the head, if I remember <laughs> correctly. And it's like, you know, okay, we're going to go back in time. You're going to see him again. But knowing how many times these characters put themselves in harm's way which shows their character and how much they will die for someone Mm -hmm. i was like damn that's when it hits you and that's the importance of seeing a character die and then knowing you can get back to him later on you know go back in time but it Mm -hmm. still hits you because you're like man that character did that you know so i i did appreciate that oh Um, so is a real one yes there's that man um i was also thinking about what can be gleaned on a rewatch 
And so far as, do they give you any hints about characters' motivations or identities or how they fit into the situation in these early episodes? You know, and, and one thing that stood out to me in, in that festival scene was when Tokiko, uh, So's little sister, is saying something like, oh, this isn't what I signed up for, you know, before she gets killed. Oh, yeah. She's like full of regret yeah. before she gets killed. And that when you watch it the first time around, you know, you're kind of so overstimulated by what's going on that that little line gets lost in the mix. But when you watch it the second time around, you're like, oh, shit, you know, like Tokiko was kind of an antagonist. You know, she was kind of the bad guy. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, uh, yeah, it's an interesting little little hint. Yeah, I was talking to Amelia about this and on the on our rewatch, how would it like? You know, I, I, I enjoyed just watching the first three episodes again, but I felt, didn't feel as motivated to watch them, over, you know, like in sequence or in, in a binge mm-hmm. format. Yeah. Because you're like, you know what's going to happen. So does it lose its appeal after the first, you know, the first watch? Maybe you really need to come back on, to it. I think that depends on who you are, though. Because like JD mm-hmm. hates, yeah. like it's kind of similar to the spoilers thing. I hear spoilers and for the, sometimes it'll be like, oh, I, I, I got to watch that to see how this all unfolds. JD hears it and he's like, well, now I'll never watch that show. So I think it depends <laughs> on right. what you like. And well, if, yeah. like. If you like what Dan said, being able to say, oh, I know. Oh, my God, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's going to lead to that. If you like being able to piece it together as you go, then a rewatch would be really cool. But, uh, mm. you know, maybe it's some people are probably going to be like Jeff where it's like, oh, I know what happens. I'm, I'm just not as invested. Yeah, man, I'm I'm on the the exact opposite side of of the spectrum. I will I will if I'm watching a movie, sometimes I will look up the plot summary as the movie is <laughs> oh playing because really? I'm just like, man, I really want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Goodness, Dan, you <laughs> are a monster. Like, the curiosity monster. just kills me sometimes. I'm just like, man, I just I just want to know, you know. I'm I'm along for the ride. The uh, like having having that little like being spoiled really doesn't change my experience for things. And the only time it bummed me out was when I found out who Gossip Girl was. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Um, but otherwise, I've never been spoiled for something and felt like that detracted from my experience. Whenever I hear a spoiler, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay attention to whatever that was for like six months, and I'll totally forget the spoiler, and then I can watch it <laughs> and not be spoiled. I tried that I mean, with Attack on Titan. You could, didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, some shows can do that. I know I, I'm around a guy that watches nonstop JoJo's, and he would give off things that happened in like part six of JoJo's or part five before I'd even watched it. And I didn't remember half. I remembered some of it, but I didn't remember all of it. So I was able to watch the entire show and still get caught off guard. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. sometimes that works if you don't think about it. JoJo's sometimes is a good example like- of something that does work repeatedly repeatedly right right you know a, a second watch third watch um especially because there's so many seasons of it what were you gonna say Amelia? um i was gonna say i think it depends on the complexity of the show mm. for like how heavy the spoiler is because like if you if you were to tell me something that happened at the end of summertime render i don't know if i would have picked up on that that specific spoiler mm. because of how com- complex the the time looping and like the abilities of everybody get towards the middle and the end i think i would have just been like yeah okay whatever 
<laughs> right. And everything, well, the great thing about the show, Summertime Rendering, is it is wrapped up. All the, all the loose ends are tied up. Uh, mm-hmm. It feels like a complete package. And you can't say that about the majority of anime shows. You know, it's done. The manga's done. You know, they, they, they adapted it. It's over. We don't need another season of it. I like the open and shut cases. I'll, I'll admit that. That, that mm-hmm. was great. It's an open shut. Actually, pretty good story, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the, can we talk about the ending? Yeah, we can talk about that ending now, then. Because the baby, the fucking like fetus, <laughs> oh, the f- just tripped me the fuck out. Yeah, the oh, fetus accessory. I was like, man, what the fuck is going on, man? That's, that's fucked. That's it's out the of life control. force. Yeah, I, they force. had a whole ass umbilical cord though. Like that. I, was, I, I, yeah, that blew me like blew me away. Not not in a like. It blew me Are away sure just because I really kids? wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it was like, wow. It's some Lovecraftian imagery in your show yes, mystery. Yes. Bro. Holy fuck. Well, um, you, you're we... also thinking about it. Hana, but, right? Isn't she technically, or Hane, I don't know what her name was, uh, you know, the girl, uh, whatever. Is She was basically making a bunch of babies with the, that uh, the guy, uh, Shidehiko or whatever. Yeah, first of all, I got to say, the way that they looked in the picture looked like he had just birthed them, how he's laying down and holding the baby, yeah. and that really yeah. stuck in my mind for a while. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was kind of confused about the Heine, Shide, like, on paper, I understand all this stuff, but as I watched the show, I was kind of like, wait, why, why, why are there multiple Heine's and one is yeah the shadow alien thing from the whale and one is a cute little girl uh, I that think is- I think they described it as the moment where um she was eating Ryanosuke she had like a, a she couldn't deal with the trauma so she essentially a split, split personality. her personalities and yeah. one in the eye that popped out of her was like what was left of the good in her that she like forced out I guess that became Ushio yeah so it was only like the evil parts in her that could deal with the fact that she just ate her only friend's brother was left behind in physical form at least that's what it seemed like to me but it was I think it was only like one or two lines of dialogue that kind of explained it. It wasn't. This a is where huge weekly topic. watching, like Amelia said, probably would have made it even more enhanced. Like when we did the mm. weekly Attack on Titan, because there's a lot to digest in that yeah. middle to end half with all this stuff going on and the different shadows and the good and evil type of aspects of it. Is it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot to take mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and in that way, I don't think my. I guess lack of clarity about the ending is the show's fault. I think it's my fault. Like I, I, don't, I, don't, I think the show did just fine, but I, you know, because I was watching this late at night, it just didn't compute correctly for me. I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of times we get hung up on like exact plot and what we're supposed to have gotten from the story. But I think a lot of stories are what we can infer ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even think it matters. I think, uh, if you were along for the ride and you got to where uh, you expected, then we're good. Another thing that it, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that kind of surprised me about the ending is is when um, Shinpei and Ushio jump into the shadow world to chase after Shide. And the reason that surprised me was because it, it wasn't clear to me that the shadow world 
was able to impact the real world. So if Sh- if Shide jumps into the shadow world, couldn't you just trap him there and he would have no ability to impact the real world? So what's the point of chasing him all the way in there? Like he's already exited the playing field. So you could just save yourself the trouble and not take the risk. I think uh, mi- leaving oh. him not I think leave like leaving him alive is the key factor like he, he couldn't have been left alive because he could have just come back yeah I yeah. assume they probably didn't exactly know how to seal him away and I also think it goes well, to that's your point yeah it probably goes to that you know it's a it, the, the teen action that part of it where it's like well we gotta we gotta beat the shit out of the bad guy he's been terrorizing us for you know what it really amounts to probably about a week's worth of time can't just let him go. Fuck this guy. It's been the it's worst a, week of my life. Dude. It's like a, it's like a bone drew problem. Like, well, we probably could let him go, but fuck that guy. Word. <laughs> fuck that guy. Word. <laughs> okay, one thing that All I right. want to bring up, um, and this is like something that is, this is a very tiny plot hole, but a plot hole nonetheless. That guy was alive for 300 years on an island that holds like 300 people, and he never changed his appearance. like he's just all like generation of people knew him like he knew these motherfuckers bloodline goes for generations and they they just like this he just dip out like once a generation pretend he died and then come back when everybody fucking forgets about him okay so my plot hole that i was wondering about was like okay so we saw what happens at the festival of everyone dies and that has happened for what two two cycles now that's what they were saying right so if like it's happened for two cycles how is the island populated enough to yeah. have another cycle i was thinking of the same people thing. die in this huge pile at the festival i'm confused yeah. <laughs> how, Wait, is so the, how is the how is the even alive that. yeah i didn't i didn't even pick up on that either yeah nope. so at the um at the festival or after he said like oh this is this cycle just keeps happening over and over again it's uh, i think he said it has happened twice already so like the whole rebirth of him uh and re like killing off everybody in the island and then the island repopulates or something see i well, when he said that i took that as the cycle he meant the the loop i thought because that was the yes that the was loop. on the third loop so i thought he was mm-hmm. talking about this is the i you know may, maybe i thought he was talking like about he's like this failed the, two other times yeah we've already mm-hmm. done this two other times but for oh, some reason we're you. here to do it again got you okay right. so i took S- that as S- yeah. yeah where the fuck all these people come from then because that it takes away that would have made long. sense if it was like this whale washed up on shore like you know 3,000 years ago with primitive man yeah. and then every just a new s- sailboat keeps coming in keeps repopulating <laughs> the ocean and then gets keep, <laughs> keeps getting eaten but no like these people were known about when this whale popped up hmm. yeah I kept so thinking stay away this, from whales thinking the yeah. same Beach thing whales. though population wise um, there's got to be a number on Wakayama population right now yeah. yeah it's like yeah. a small town like everybody That's has to know town. each other yeah, Shit, you're yeah everybody does know island. each other that's the, what i'm the, saying the so. cop like knows everybody d- he goes to the mm-hmm. same diner gets the same food yeah i mean that obviously means he's a regular and everyone knows everyone's names and so it's obviously not that big well, they, they say in episode one that the island so the island is not wakayama 
the island is Wakayama is the the city on the mainland, but Wakayama is okay. fucking small too. Um, oh. But they they say in episode one that the population of the island is like seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, so I just I need well, to know how small. one guy's yeah. playing vampire and like he's not it's, hiding out in a castle or anything. He's just he's a known member of the fucking community. There's there's historical years. there's historical precedence for this. Our international superstar um, Iraqi. Oh yeah, he doesn't age, but he doesn't he also, age. But okay, but hear me out. When Araki gets to canonic, <laughs> like we all recognize him as hundred and thirty years old. At some yeah. point, he's going to have to fake a death, or we're going to start questioning right. things. Well, I think I have an argument for that because if I do remember, isn't because remember there was more than one Shide because multiples uh, but, of him basically were birthed from Hana. But they all so looked the exact though, same. Yeah, they look the exact same. But if let's say you're a witness to like his birth, he's actually born out of her because she's actually having a normal pregnancy. And it's like, mm. wow, he has your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your hair. No <laughs> one's going to though argue, though, if it's a baby coming out of a womb or something, even though they look the same. I, that's my uh, that's only true. way they were that's like, true. like, yeah, that's somebody thinking like so it's, you're. It's a you look just like your dad type thing. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, but, identical to him. It's like, like, I looked a lot like Damn, the dad. genes are strong in this bloodline. You all <laughs> look exactly the same. Because at the yeah, very, like, know, one of the very last thing. scenes, it shows him as an old man and his son looks nothing like him. And I'm like, thank you. That's what we're supposed <laughs> to be doing here. That's how fucking childbirth works. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's really, it didn't ruin it for me. I just kept thinking the whole time, like, how the fuck did he get away with that? <laughs> yeah. I, I um, want to take it away from the plot holes, but uh, uh, sorry, Jeff, what were you going to say? No, it's, it's sort of tangential, but just there was a video I found. I dropped in the Discord not long ago. It's basically a, a, a pilgrimage time, tra- um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, they basically follow the, the, the path of the anime so they visit locations in this on this island oh, okay yep mm. yeah so I'll, I'll post that later oh, okay yeah, oh i do cool. want to see that because at the ending of the episodes the ed would show like i think the island because it yes. was like the ocean they're on the boat and i thought that was eerie yet yeah. but also cool at the same time mm-hmm. yeah um on a boat coming across the ferry going across and then the specific locations yeah, speaking of oh. eerie, the uh, the way the first episode is so glitchy that the first time I watched it, I was like, "Damn, man, what's up with my internet? You know, why, <laughs> what the fuck is up with this rip, dude? Yeah, they, they fucked this up. You know, yeah, and that and that that's another another one of the yeah another one of the I think the show has a lot of little things that does really well, and yeah, the the glitchiness aspect of it I think is is really well done throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. I think um, this uh, the animation in it is not is kind of like Chainsaw Man, how it's a little bit more cinematic instead of like telling you things. They'll show you things like um, when Shinpei finds out that you can figure out if someone's a shadow or not. And you see an ant crawling on something earlier in the episode and then the ant crawls through the shadow and the yeah. shadow's like, I think it's stuff like that that set the anime to like a little bit higher of a of a level. I do like some show and not tell. I like that yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we we love a show. We love a good show. <laughs> and speaking of uh, Dan, wanted- you, oh, no, I'm sorry, JD, you go ahead. No, I just, I, I didn't want to change the topic too much, but I wanted to give like a positive because we, we were talking about like plot holes in it. And I want to say, because I do come from the, I like a lot of action type of guy here. Um, 
And even though it's not involved a lot, the whole Hizuru versus Shide on the beach uh, matchup yeah, was hands was down great. one of my favorite fights, I'll say, for 2022, mm. just for seeing how much... You find out later on when Shinpei basically gets Rianosuke in, you know, in his body and whatnot, how much pain Hizuru was taking all the time because it's not like she could do all these ridiculous things without consequence. Once again, there's consequence for your actions and you doing this. She's able to swing this big fucking sledgehammer and knocking like the head off someone, but it comes with a cost. Jumping mm-hmm. very high comes with a cost and seeing her give her all to fight Shide and in the end, it doesn't even matter. Hurt me to my core. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just got to give that a positive. Like, they found a way to make action without it just being mindless action. Like, it, it made a lot of sense, and it was gripping. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the end, too, when when uh, Shinpei is, like, feeling what Hizuru was feeling. And he, like, reflects on all of the pain that these two people have been it, yeah. like living with and then you see his body start to melt away because he's like just like can't handle it like that was wild i know i oh, i don't know it's really good when you can know like if because i i have a good pain tolerance but sometimes i i i see what people do in like animes or shows and i'm like nope i couldn't do it i couldn't do it <laughs> i can't cut off my own hand i can't do it so yeah. you know. <laughs> The ending. We talked about the ending, didn't we? <laughs> well, we talked about the the fetus. Uh, yeah, approach. the positive happy ending. Okay. Yeah, what did y'all get out of the ending? Like the love triangle element that Amelia likes so much that that hit me more than I thought it would. Really, like, cherish, really? cherish these moments really? you have with your loved ones. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what? It, like, Literally, though. You know, that, that one little date. That I feel like this was the down. first time a love. Hmm. I feel like this is the first time a love subplot didn't resonate with me. But I, <laughs> I couldn't tell you why exactly it, it didn't. There, there wasn't. I think it was a, very light. It was subtle. My angle. It was super yeah, very subtle. subtle. And I was glad it was subtle because. Ultimately, I was there for this mystery and, you know, kind of crazy shit going on. But I understood mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of, you know, they're not related. This isn't a CISCON. So obviously growing up with someone that you really like and you've been around, obviously you'll have feelings for each other. So I, I got it. I, I was following it. But I was glad Shinpei wasn't one of those guys that just strings two of them along. Like mm-hmm. he pretty much stated, I'm sorry, I, I think of you as a sister. I don't think of you that way. To, mm-hmm. to Mio and I appreciated mm-hmm. that so much because we can't give like some people <clears throat> Subaru stuff like that <laughs> for a while like he just strung it along way too much and then got confessed to and he's still like no but then he mm-hmm. asked her to move like live with him later I don't know it's just he was being toxic but Shinpei was being a good dude and I like mm-hmm. that so mm-hmm. I think yeah. every piece of this romance was handled surprisingly maturely um like yeah. on all the confessions never ended up being like but but i did this for you or but this and that <laughs> and it's like when mio got kind of turned down she never had any ill will against ushio other than just like normal human feelings of damn you apparently got the guy's love that i love but she she never let it like ruin her she cried about it 
and she moved on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Same thing with the show. When he was rejected, the first question was, are we still friends? Not, well, I never liked you anyway, you stupid bitch, or anything like that. (laughs) So it's like, holy shit. Okay, cool. I appreciate that, and especially like my shonen anime where it's like, you're targeting like kids between 12 and 18. It's not a bad thing to impart a little uh, emotional maturity into their show they can learn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, And a a lot of kids do learn through media these days. I sure as fuck. I learned everything I know about romance (laughs) through media. (laughs) It went really bad for a long time. Me too. Flavor Flav. Yeah, Rock of Love. Yeah. Rock of Love. I watched the pickup Don't artist me with a good time. Like, taking notes, and that is the cringiest fucking show in existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> yeah, I wanted to add the the shell is like some you know it's sort of symbolic of their of Ushio's relationship with um, Shinpei, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe that's the part that I liked. You know, and just that the glove is fleeting and. Even if you, even if Ushio is a shadow, it's not, they're like a representation of what Ushio was. They're gone. Like she, he has to, he has, uh, Shinpei has to confront that. Like he has to, he has to come to the realization that, that she's going to disappear and she's not going to, he's not going to get back the real Ushio. Mm -hmm. So that part to me, the fleeting part of that is what struck hard for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's like like silly. the goodbye where um before you know it was going to have a happy ending and she's like you know she's waving he's like you know at least I want to let you know I had a good time you know spending time with yeah. him mm-hmm. and she's waving yeah. and smiling and I'm like oh my god I didn't <laughs> want it to come and it came <laughs> so yeah I I say it got some emotions out of me I'm like that that's that's that hit me hard and then when he turned around I think or he was going to respond she was gone I'm like yeah that's mm-hmm. If that's not a message where it's just showing and not telling, where you know sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. So, yeah, mm-hmm. eh, crazy. A little, now I'm getting a little all your, emotional again. A little your name situation, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think because both of them had like this established um, like love for each other before Shinpei even went like went away and they had all of this time to spend apart and know what it's like to not be with them. Uh, And then Shinpei comes back and obviously the first time Ushio's dead, but then, you know, he gets to spend all of this time with a copy of Ushio. And it's kind of like, you know, all of this time I could have been spending with you. We could have been doing something other than saving the world or saving the island, you know. But instead, this is what we have to do. And through all of our experiences, like, we grew even closer together. And I think because of their experiences, they were able to come together at the end to, like, I don't think they would have been together if that wasn't the case because Shinpei throughout the entire series is realizing how much love he actually has for this person and Ushio is like slowly letting him like into her heart as well and I think like Jeff said with the with the seashell like that was like the the like steady factor Mm. throughout the entire series is they were they were bound through that seashell and the final episode where she was like searching for it really hard because she had lost it in a beach cleanup and then Shinpei finds it for her I think that showing that 
he's that they're both invested in their relationship. Like she lost this shell and was trying to find it and he found it for her. And then now they can be together. I think that's what tied in everything for me. Hmm. And it was really sweet. It was really sweet. And I almost cried again. <laughs> I was almost <laughs> sobbing on my bed before we record. And I was like, Nope, you cannot do that. <laughs> so I have a question for everybody. Strong. Um, so this anime definitely brought up a little bit of the theme of is a copy, is a one for one copy of somebody still that person? And it seemed mm-hmm. that the consensus in the anime was yes, um, it is still that person. They all treated Ushio like she was indeed Ushio, not a shadow. How do y'all feel? Like it's it, it's brought up in like sci-fi a lot more, but I don't know, like if you had a shadow version of like a significant other or a best friend, do you think you could treat them? The exact same, or would there still be that there, piece? There's of, a difference, yeah, actually, like, in the shadows. Wait, what? What do you mean? <laughs> well, if you notice, like Ushio, the original, uh, there's a lot of times, like it's almost regret. She wanted to talk to Shinpei and tell him not to leave, or like confront him, and she didn't. And then when you get this shadow of Ushio, she's a lot more outgoing. She talks a lot more. She's a lot more feisty. So even though it's her, I feel like they don't have that. Um, thing we all have where we're worried about you know saying the truth and speaking our minds and mm. then when you go to mio you have yeah. you yeah. know a very bubbly girl not bubbly like she's very shy but she like wants to you know be nice to everyone and she likes shimpei but she doesn't have the 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 nuts to say anything but then as mm. soon as her shadow is a you know on the good side she just basically point blank just says everything truthfully that comes to her mind because it's like these shadows don't have that type of um thing holding them back from speaking the truth so, so i think there is a difference in the shadows so you're saying the shadows are good communicators <laughs> yeah yeah you know the things so we're like telling maybe people maybe i hey, should just replace more the of truth. my loved ones with shadows there you there you go so is that is that a no for you then would you not be able to deal with like a a one i would be able to because i I would i want my wife to be honest with me a hundred percent of the time no but like if saying she isn't but you know what i mean that's the only difference i see okay if your wife like got you know it's some terminal disease but you could download her consciousness one for one into a computer and put it in an android (laughs) that was 100 like looks just like her felt like her would you still have that piece in the back of your mind that was like this is a different being do you i guess it essentially do you believe in the soul is what i'm asking you hmm that's a really good question. I think I believe I've, that everyone is unique. Everyone has their own soul. So when you make a second of that one soul, right, like, is it the original soul? Even if they yeah. act the same. And I kept thinking through watching this whole thing, like I don't, there'd be something, some piece of me that, and this is before I got to the ending. I'm thinking like a Shinpei going to live with Shadow Ushio, like she's real. And I just feel like at some point that would come up, but good on him for just being like, nah, she's cool. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> no, let, me, cool. let me rewatch Ghost in the Shell and then I'll get back to you. What's that one movie with Scarlett Joe and she's the um, Ghost in the Shell? She's a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. Her. Oh. Isn't that Ghost Her. in the Shell? Her. Yeah. Okay, so mm. she's done a few. So she's a. Apparently, she's like a character actress. She's got a, she's yeah. got a fucking vibe. She's uh, the. She's basically just like a hologram, and this guy just like has her be her all the time in his little quarters and acts like his wife never died. Huh. 
Yeah. Wait I mean, a minute. That's uh, not isn't that with Keanu Reeves? Is it? Yeah, Keanu Reeves, where it's like, I believe that's what I, it was something where he has literally made an AI so he wouldn't be alone and he could still have his wife. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Now that you I were. Can, <laughs> I can never remember. I just remember the scene on, where this man comes back from work and he's in his little tiny thing and this AI camera starts uh, like hologramming itself into this girl and she's yeah. like talking like his wife and. I think she looks like his wife, but it's not. She's an AI. Oh, okay, like- I was wrong. It's not Keanu Reeves. Well, who, who is it? it? Hold on. I'm, I'm, I forgot his name. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, oh yeah. you're talking about the one where he falls in love with like Siri. That's what you're thinking of. Well, it says her. That's a is 2013 that American science fiction romantic drama. Yeah. Um, and it follows a man who develops a relationship with Samantha, which is Scarlett Johansson, what's an AI. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I like I, I bring so. this up. I bring this movie up. I think like once a month on our podcast. Yeah. For whatever reason, it just it just resonates. It just keeps coming up. Like, yeah, and I think it's a good movie. Well, it's science. You know, science fiction. So like a lot of our science fiction shit we talk about mm-hmm. has this theme. And uh, I sent I sent uh, Dan this podcast about dating apps. And the last episode, they refer to a dating AI for people who are lonely. And I'm like, Holy hmm, shit. Ooh. this is very, uh, very much like her. It's <laughs> not close, not nearly as close. Not, you know, it's not, as tra- uh, yeah, transient sense, uh, you know, being, it just can't think for itself. I don't, I don't feel like AI would get me. I feel like it wouldn't be able to talk to me. I wouldn't be able to do it, but maybe it could fool me. Hey, yo, get on chat, that chat GPT thing. We'll, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. chat GPT. G- yeah, GPT. It's like the is new that AI that all the podcasts are using to make an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, yeah, before, I'm so out of the loop. I want to try this out now. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying before. before and, and I'm not saying that you couldn't hold a conversation with Mr. Chat GPT, but before you cast your judgment, interact with the latest chat bots because that's just crazy. It's totally mm-hmm. fucked. I was, I was rambling. Chat box and you're good to go. Just look up chat GPT. I don't know if it's like, I think it might be an app. Um, might be just a straight website, but yeah, it's like a, it's, it's a pretty, pretty hardcore AI. Like if you can prompt it correctly, it can do some amazing things. Yes. It, it has done some creative writing within my friend group that, uh, oh my God, really yeah. shocked Here us and blew us away. <laughs> yeah, um, pro- professors are terrified that, you know, students are going to send on all their essays. <laughs> Yeah, and we uh, and we have we have other uh, you know AI chat things that are making visual art that are making music. I was yeah. I was talking about this at, at dinner yesterday with some of my gym friends that uh, you know th- this is like a great betrayal of <clears throat> you know, it's like a great betrayal of the capitalist dream, right? That uh, you know capitalism told us that automation and AI and all these things were going to alleviate us from having to work. And then we would have all this time to enrich ourselves and, and make culture and become, you know, fully self-actualized human beings. But in the end, we're going to have culture produced by AI, right? We'll just have AI making music, making literature, making paintings and, that it, it only serves to free us up to keep working our fucking jobs. 
It's, it's all a scam. It's all a scam. Capitalism sucks. It's all a scam. Yeah, automation should be used to fucking bag your groceries and check out and not not create fucking art. Because yeah, I, I didn't see this, a problem with it when it first came out, but then like I heard people explain it on like other podcasts, YouTube videos, and I'm like, all right. So now, if somebody wants a piece of art for their YouTube thumbnail instead of paying a real fucking person, they're gonna go to this program, type in some prompts, and get something. And and yeah, you're taking money out of the artist's mouths. Yeah, the uh, the floodgates are open now. I, th- I think the situation isn't bad right now, but there is a chance. There's a possibility that, yeah, we just turn into this world where the AI generates our culture and we just consume uh, with nothing to show for ourselves. Just work and consume, work and consume. Man. Well, I'll be there if I can chrome up. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm asking. No, for. that's all that matters. Amelia, it's going to be up. it's going to be much more like Wally at some point than it's going to be. I know. Fucking, if the AI <laughs> <Yeah>. takes over, <laughs> we're all going to be sitting on it's our gonna, big machines. Yeah, we're all just going to be fucking more Wally than Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yeah, unfortunately, which uh, you know, <laughs> it's not far from my life now, so I guess I can think of worse things. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts on. Uh, Summertime. Is there a wintertime rendering coming out soon? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a sequel. Um, my final thought, uh, because, you know, I'll, I'll let it go off of what Earthworm was saying about the whole, would you still, you know, believe that that shadow is um, basically your loved one or whatever? I think it would be because isn't Renosuke, who's, you know, kind of sharing a body with Hizaru, uh, the shadow or whatever of Renosuke? It's not really Renosuke. I believe you're yeah, right. true. Yeah, I think that's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And she totally sees it as her brother. She, you know, he reacts like that's his sister. They have the camaraderie. I mean, I, I don't know. It's so I guess in a way you could say, no, it's definitely pretty much the same. But I don't know. I just liked what they did with those those two as well, sharing the body. I knew something was up halfway into the show when uh Hizuru would talk and then it would like I almost like she was speaking in third person. Mm-hmm. Or would say like Renosuke doesn't like when you do that, and I'm like, well, Renosuke is dead. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you talking about, girl? And then I'm sitting here like, man, maybe I'm just not smart. It took me a while to get it, and then I'm like, oh, I get what's going on now. <laughs> so I don't know. I really liked that. I just liked her character uh, in the show for sure. Yeah, I was tempted to buy a figure of her. Uh, Does she have a it. figure? Yeah, with a with a sledgehammer. I saw it on Amazon. I, I'm sure you can get it somewhere else, but I was eyeing up uh, that Ushio figure as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in a bathing suit. Is she a bathing suit one or is it a different one? Bathing suit. It's got to be a swimsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I hated the swimsuit. Girl, <laughs> we get it. I get it the first couple times you're, you're in this. I get it. You were in a swimsuit when you died, but um, would love for you to not be in a swimsuit the whole time. <laughs> The real Ushio had some drip too, like plenty of options to I choose know. from. I know. And, and why I did it know. have to be a one piece? Goodness <laughs> School swimsuit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is stupid. Well, I love summertime rendering. I made all my friends watch it and talk about it on this podcast. So <laughs> if that wasn't a <laughs> recommendation, I don't know what is. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, um, I, I I guess I'll give my final thoughts. Uh, I I liked it. I had a really good time. I think it could have been more up my personal alley. I get why people are are right 
right in love with it. I wouldn't say I'm quite in love with it, but um, yeah, it's an easy one to recommend. Like, it's really easy to watch. It wasn't, it didn't do anything offensively wrong, and it had a lot of really cool moments. Like, uh, JD already brought it up, but I think it was episode 15 where they had the beach fight scene. That was fucking immaculate. And Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you just watch it for that, that was Mm. 100% worth it. Yeah. yeah. You're giving your grade? Oh, yeah. I guess I can do that. Um, I gave it an 8. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's a it's a really it? good show. A great show, if you will. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a similar wavelength as Earthworm here as well. You know, I enjoyed it. I think the show has no has no problems. It is is more or less flawless. Uh, it is it is great and I would recommend it to everyone around me. Uh, it didn't emotionally resonate with me as hard as plenty of other anime shows do, but I think that is not any fault of the show. It is more my personal tastes and interests. Um, and would I treat a shadow the same as the original? Um, yeah, I don't know. It, that that That's a, a question that has been grappled with through a lot of anime, right? Like Evangelion, Ghost in the Shell, all these big titles that I love, love so much. So it makes me feel like I've been thinking about this question for a long time. Um, so I'm going to say yes, because I would like more of my loved ones to be better communicators. And I am prepared <laughs> to make them all shadows <laughs> to make that happen. <laughs> that's it. Fixes the problem. <laughs> Someone's going to, the fucking app's coming out soon, Dan. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so I guess I can give mine as well. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the shit out of this. Um, I definitely glad that we waited a little bit to talk about it because I didn't want to let my recency bias be like, yeah, this is amazing. Because there, <laughs> there were, there were, there were some things that were, of course, if I had to sit there and think of like how all of this came together, the plot, but like Amelia says, I wasn't really watching it just for the plot. I just liked all the shit that happened, the characters that were involved, you know, the mystery behind it. I think this is very easily consumable. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't on Disney, you know, Disney jail for Japan, this probably would have been talked about more because like no one really talks about it as like an underrated anime of 2022. Next to Kotoro Lives Alone, I think this is pretty close to it. But of course it didn't hit me as well as like Kotaro. So I'm going to give this a solid eight. I'd give it like an 8.5 if I could, but Mal's going to, you know, ask what would you give? And I'm going to give it an eight. So. Hell yeah. Mm. It's yeah. a nine for me, baby. Nine. Yeah. Fucking Ooh. nine. It's no Steinsgate, but I'll take it. <laughs> Jeff, you said nine too. Yeah. I think I've, I think I've changed it a number of times. <laughs> <laughs> what did it go from 10, nine or. Yeah, I think I wanted to give it a ten like immediately after, but then I bumped it down. Yes. And I was like, I was like, all right, let's be let's be realistic here, um, because yeah, is it gonna is it gonna age well in ten years? It's just like you know, it's it's not a milestone or like a what's the word? Um, um, yeah, it's I guess a milestone works for the for this purpose. But yeah, just you know, every every ten years, I think there's a there's a series that kind of defines the decade or era, and I don't think this is it, but I think it's defines post COVID lockdown. You know, right? We, go, mm. <laughs> we, mm. we can think back about a, a time in our lives where 
yeah such things Seems have happened so long ago 2023 years of the great chainsaw man cyberpunk edge runners and summertime rendering yeah there you go my the dress up piece. darling yeah. bochi the rock i could go on this uh, yeah this anime i feel like would have stuck out a lot more if we didn't have banger after banger after banger in the year right? it came out yeah, there's there's truth in that too yeah like like you know you didn't even mention bochi the rock i mean fuck um at least I didn't Jojo's think part six Jojo's part six which for me I mean as a diehard Jojo's fan was just such a chef's kiss ending like I've just been emo- I've been bent over the emotional barrel this year that I had summertime <laughs> rendering unfortunately just got put into your the, boy Kong Ming we loved your boy it Kong lot. Ming was oh fucking gosh, great yeah, yeah Kotaro lives mm-hmm. alone has been brought up a million times by both of our podcasts like the Maiden Abyss season two yeah Oh, fuck, you didn't even, oh! Yeah, it feels, <laughs> it's like anything from Summertime Rendering, you want to pick out any specific, like, genre type or category, you could find it, almost an anime that did it better, other than the specific time loop. And this was the best time loop anime of 2022. This was the best anime. That's right! But guys, the new season of Tokyo Revengers is airing right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it, but I'm 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 sure it's not going to be that good. Yeah, so. I agree. I'm going to watch it. Same. I'm going to watch it too because I I like the uh young young men the in gang gangs. Stuff, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I recognize it's so middle school? dumb as shit. Why middle school? Yeah, you like, take take out the middle school, school or, or the time travel, but we cannot have both, all right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, Anime Brothers, for coming on our show. Why don't you plug your stuff or anything you want to talk about? Okay, that's my job. That's what I'm here for. So, you uh, go, baby. You're listening, Get that bunny suit going. You're listening to a <laughs> podcast now. I'm going to assume that means you know where to find podcasts. Go up to that little search bar. Type in Anime Brothers. Probably don't need podcasts, but if you want to add that, go for it. Fucking be my guest. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Uh, yeah, give us a listen. We release a new episode every Monday. If you want to see what we look like and decide if we're handsome or not, we have recently <laughs> put out uh, started putting out YouTube videos, too. They're not, like, the most immaculate thing, but you get to see what our podcast room looks like. You get to see JD's beautiful, bushy beard, which is, like, it's not like mm. Grizzly Adams bushy. It's very kept. It's very it's very good. Uh, you know, our first episode was me in a fucking bunny girl suit, so you get to see that. But yes, please, go check us out, uh, and we, you know, we hope you like what we do. Yes, definitely come on YouTube so you can see me stare into your eyes through the camera because that's the one thing I like to do from the office. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Of course, anytime. Thank you for having us. This is always a blast and I'm glad that we got to talk about all this because I've been wanting to talk about summertime rendering and Earthworm took too long. So Yeah, we we (laughs) pushed it off for for this episode and my procrastination. I'll let the listeners decide which one was more important. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you guys on for this super special first episode back from our break. Um, If you want to listen to past, present, and future episodes, go to our website at otakuhostclub.com. You'll find links to our episodes plus our social medias. We have Instagram. We have links to a Discord. We have a Twitter. And you can talk to us in our Discord. That's where you're going to find us the most. Um, And yeah. I don't know what our next episode is, but we'll be back in two weeks with something else for you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look forward to it, please. 
<laughs> Please, Please clap. Please <laughs> clap. I'm begging Congrats, you. Shindy. Congrats. No, I got to say the old, my only disappointment about being on this episode is that I'm not going to be as enthralled to go back and listen to it. It's like the, you guys are first week back, and I'm like, I don't even want to listen to the episode because I got to hear that stupid voice. <laughs> well, you know, if you want, you can always put this episode on your site and have it play. We could do that. That's yeah, a thought. That's a suggestion. That is we'll definitely talk about a thought. Yeah. If nothing else, then like the next episode we record, we're gonna we're gonna ram it down people's throats to come over here and check this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna assume we're we're gonna fade this one out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> bye bye everyone. I'm waving. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Semi-chicure, was 